Every time that we don't respond the way that we know we should, every time that we do things that we don't want to do, but we feel pressured to, whether that is making a dozen cookies for the bake sale, or, you know, even if it's a church thing, you are, you know, I can't tell you the number of people that have told me, well, it's, they told me it's my calling. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, back with Carrie Thompson for another great episode. I think you're going to love it. This has been a message that's been on my heart lately, Christy, and something that I have been trying to do more of in my personal life. And so I'm really glad that we get a chance to bring it to the Rebels and to talk about this very important topic. Well, what surprises me is how many people struggle with this and the today's topic, as you know, is being true to you, but not everyone is true to who they are. And I'm, I'm completely shocked when I learn how well fake people are and how they live a lie and they don't live true to what they believe that they should be like they they're, they're pretending they're somebody else. Every time that we don't respond the way that we know we should, every time that we do things that we don't want to do, but we feel pressured to, whether that is making a dozen cookies for the bake sale, or, you know, even if it's a church thing, you are, you know, I can't tell you the number of people that have told me, well, it's, they told me it's my calling. Well, is it something you want to do? Is it your calling? Do you feel that in your heart? So every time we do that, Christy, we're not being true to ourselves. And I think that you and I don't struggle with this because we're very direct people and we, we have a good sense of ourself. Does that make sense? Like we know who we are. Right. And, and let me, I'll take you back to when this whole, the, 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 whatever switched in my mind for me, when, whatever the switch was, it happened for me in 2005. So 2005, I moved to New York city. I was in New York city for 2005, six, seven, eight, and nine, part of nine, 2009. I left after the market crashed, but 2005, I was invited after my MTV show, um, hit huge MTV's made it, it played in 60 countries and it was, you know, and my popularity exploded and I was offered a job in New York city down in the financial district training celebrities at a boxing gym. So quickly I learned how celebrities, although we put them on a pedestal, actors, uh, you know, hedge fund managers, authors, uh, you know, producers and things like this, these models and stuff. We have, we learn 
that they are, I guess, better than us. And we need to be like them. We try to emulate them. Well, I quickly learned that that is not someone I, I'm not saying they're bad people. It's just, I quickly learned that I don't want to emulate them because they ain't no different than you and me. I mean, I trained Katie Couric and uh, Tuesday, Thursday, 9am. And she would come in with different colored socks. She would come in with rank breath. She would come in and she would have personal problems and she would be, you know, like there would be things going on like anybody else. And so when you get to work with and be around celebrities up close, completely unfiltered, you realize, you know, there's really no sense in trying to be like other people that you see on TV or magazines or whatever, because they are no different than us. So you might as just well be true to yourself. Sounds like the glitter kind of faded, didn't it, Christy? Like that 1 a.m. look when you thought you looked real pretty at 9 p.m. at the junior high dance at Orfino High School. And then you go home and you look at yourself in the rearview mirror of those glaring lights inside your car. And, you know, you got the makeup all smeared. It's like, oh, this is what I really look like. And I thought I was glamorous. <laughs> Sounds like the glitter of that life kind of faded for you, didn't it? Oh, and it faded quick. I learned quick. I mean, really quick. Cause you do, you grow up idolizing these people on TV and thinking they have a great life and it's a perfect life. And they have all the money and they have all the, 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 the boats and the cars and, and all that and the fun stuff. And they go to, they go to all these fancy play, they go to Paris and all that stuff. Well, I quickly learned like it was real quick where I was like, Oh, there is no use in trying to pretend like you are something you're not it's always best to be true to you because these guys have got their own issues. So don't be, don't be, don't try to be something else that you're not just do what's best for you and, and be your own unique personality. Why do you think, I mean, I have some theories, but how do you think we become, how do you think we walk into not being authentic? Like, is it, you know what I mean? How is it that people end up there? I was going to say in office authenticity. However, that is not a word. Uh, but how do we, how does that happen? Because I don't think that people even know what's happening. Right. I think it's two things. The first thing is you think you are boring and you don't have anything to offer the way you are. And the second thing that could be it is you think that the person you're trying to emulate it has a better life and is better and they're cooler and they're it's all around just better to be like them. That's what I think. I think it comes from one of those two things. Do you think also it could be that you don't, um, you don't want to hurt people's feelings and you don't have a strong sense of self because if you don't have a strong sense of who you are and you're always trying to make other people happy and not hurt anybody's feelings and mold and conform to what other people think you should be. I think it's really hard yeah. to break out of that. Let me give you an example. And maybe like I try kind of hinted to it, but there are a lot of belief systems, religions that tell people what they will do for God. Mm. Okay. I mean, I'm not bagging on any particular religion. Let me give you an example of one. When, um, when I was in nursing school, I, I, I mentioned this on other podcasts. I worked with a nun who always wanted to be a teacher. One example, Christy, that really strikes me is when I was in nursing school, and I know I have told this on a different podcast, but this is an example of religion. I don't have a problem with religion. I, I believe in relationship. You and I are the same way. Um, but, uh, one religion 
telling somebody they have to be something that it's not their authentic self. So um, the nun went to nursing school. She was a nurse for many, many years. She wore the actual nun outfit at work and everything. And she was the most grumpy, awful nun ever. And she was a terrible, she was a good nurse, but she was terrible. She was awful to people. She just had a horrible attitude. And um, someone told me, you know, she always wanted to be a teacher. So here she was. And again, I do believe that the Catholic faith has changed since then. They let nuns come in later in life. They have nuns that are lawyers and nuns that had families that, you know, maybe they're, they were widowed. So it's different than being 16 and going into the faith like it was years ago. But um, back then you were told what you were going to be. Um, and so sad to have spent your whole life not doing what your heart knew you wanted to do. Um, and that's really too bad. And also I, I hinted at this at the beginning, but there is another religion. Uh, again, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but they tell you what your calling is going to be. They tell you, um, and what if that's not, and I'm not talking about being called in the mission field. I'm talking about a calling in church. Like you have to come serve in this. I mean, it's like the army, Christy, you're being voluntold. That's what Brandon used to say. I used to say, do we have to go to that dinner? And he would say, no, but we're voluntold to go. Like they can't technically require you to do it. But there are a lot of people that get into ministries or get into areas of serving that is not true to their authentic self. You know, if, Christy, if you asked me to go into the ministry of the church of, of helping with the books, we'd all be in trouble. We don't, the Lord will be the Christy knows, Christy knows I'm not great at numbers. Christy knows, but maybe God would call Christy that. But if you asked me to come, um, you know, help with the music, I would love that. That's more my authentic self. So I think sometimes societal and religious and other expectations on us cause us to not live our true North, our true authenticity. Well, you're much nicer when it comes to religion. I can flat out tell you, I do not like religion. Religion is man made rules. They try to put God in a box. They try to structure our lives a certain way, according to what they think people should do. And some of it does not line up with the word of God and, or they take and they twist the Bible and make people think that they need to do something and they, they ignore the relationship with Christ. And I don't like that. And I'm, and I don't, I just don't like that. And so I, whenever, I mean, I have like, I, my hackles come out. I, I get real, um, I don't want to say triggered because everybody says that, but kind of probably triggered when I hear these religions that say that people have, you have to do this, what you have to do that. Cause the, the church tells you to do that. And that's just not, so that, that really bothers me when I see those religious organizations putting those sort of, um, those sort of, um, manipulations on people or those, those expectations and those boundaries on people. And I, and people live their whole life and they serve the church and it, they hate, they hate it and they won't ever say anything. Maybe we could say it like this, Christy. I just thought of it down. I just thought of it. So I wrote it down. Maybe we could say that extreme societal constructs can lead to individuals not being authentic and not being able to live their authentic life. And that could be 
with any societal construct. And I do believe in marriage, for instance, but if you, if you get married when you're 18 and you live this whole marriage and it's not what you wanted, you didn't want to have five kids. I mean, you're not living your authenticity. You're not doing, I mean, again, these are choices that were made. So of course, you know, we have to live with the consequences of our choices. I don't want to make it seem like, you know, why do these women, these men, they get divorced, Christy, what are they? 45, 50, they buy the sports car, they divorce their wives, they move out. Like it makes you, everyone says midlife crisis, but it makes you wonder, are these women, they lose, Hey, they come to code red. They lose a hundred pounds. They divorce their husband. <laughs> they, they, they move to the beaches of Hawaii and they're living in a hut for the rest of their life, you know? Um, so I, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not saying those are all good things, but there's something to be said about being forced into what society thinks you should be. And at some point you just break and maybe you don't react the right way, but you can't live under those constructs, those constraints and not be who you were created to be, who you are on the inside, who God made you to truly be your authentic, real self peel away the layers peel away all the baloney christy peel away the the sayings and the fake and the lashes and who are you really on the inside that's what we're talking about today i love that peel away the layers and i think a lot of it has to do with um confidence um people don't have the confidence to step out and be the person they really want to be because they that they're afraid they'll be laughed at they'll they're afraid they'll be rejected they'll they'll they're afraid that they're going to be uh turned away and and that they won't be you know when joyce meyer was called into ministry she was asked to leave her church and most of her family members rejected her they all turned against her um she lost friends she lost family members and people laughed at her and said women don't do this kind of stuff talk about stepping out in confidence i mean that's incredible when i when I and not saying that I made the right choice, but when I went into boxing as a way to pay my way through college, um, oh my gosh. I mean, my, Jason Nichols parents, Barbie and Paul, they hated, 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 hated that I fought for a living. I fought month after month, fight after fight, 15 pro fights later. And they just, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even talk about it. They wouldn't even, they, they wouldn't watch me on TV or anything. And they put up, and even Jason, he thought it was going to be kind of just a couple of fights for fun. And then it turned into more and more and more. And I climbed the world ranking system. Oh, he started putting up a fight. He started saying, no, this is not like, I thought this was kind of a joke, you know? And so I got a lot of pushback, even mom and dad, they didn't, um, they, they weren't real happy. And who, who would, who would want their kid to be a fighter anyway? That's just ridiculous, but still they weren't real happy. So talk about, there's a lot of pushback sometimes when you want to live your authentic, true self, you might come out as gay. Um, Carrie, you and I follow a guy on TikTok, Kevin, and he lived, did you, you know, the guy, the one that speak, you, you introduced me to him, you know, with the one that speaks into the microphone with that funny voice. He talks about uh, living his whole, he was in a strict religious uh, church growing up. And he lived his whole life up until in his twenties, um, knowing he was gay from an early, early age and couldn't come out, couldn't say anything was completely, uh, depressed and it, it just lived, he lived in a, a total lie all of his life. I mean, that's gotta be just complete and total misery. I agree. Um, what I find interesting, Christy, is that it can be being authentic can be something big, like a huge lifestyle change. I, I'm trying to remember the movie. Someone will write below. 
after they watch the video and they'll be like, I know the movie, but um, the people, it's like a scene where everyone is deciding for this woman and it's like all these men and then they're, they're all in like a kitchen and everyone's kind of clamoring and she looks up and she goes, no. And, and then, and then they kind of just keep talking and she says, no. And then she has to say it again. I'm not going to do that. It was just this authenticity rising up in her. You're not going to make decisions for me anymore. You're not going to tell me how my life goes. You're not going to. And so that was a big moment for her. And a lot of people finding their authenticity has to be a big moment like you and the boxing, um, you know, like me going to nursing school, those were big moments. But sometimes Christy, it's little things like, you know, I, I don't prefer to help in the nursery at church. Like Joyce Meyer says, the kids weren't happy and neither was I, we both know I wasn't supposed to be in there. That's not where my heart is telling me to be. It could be something little like someone, let's take it back to weight loss. Someone's telling you you're too skinny. And you're like, I just feel better at this weight. I feel like I'm authentic. I feel like I, I have people tell me they fit in their skin. Have you had people say that Christy over the years with weight loss? Um, I just feel good here. I feel comfortable. That's you living your authenticity, your authentic self. Um, you know, I, I don't care to attend church three times a week. I'm going to go on Sunday mornings. Okay. That's you living your authenticity. So it doesn't have to be something life shattering. It could be something as little as you saying, I don't want to wear heels. I mean, that sounds silly, but we've got to break out of Christy. I felt like I had to wear makeup every day. I completely stopped doing that. I don't feel a, I mean, I still wear makeup, but I don't feel a need this overwhelming, like, Oh, Brandon's going to be upset with me. And he's never said that, but you know, does that make sense? Kind of like yeah, I think the biggest um, the biggest thing that I've ever done to stay true to myself was I knew, and I've shared this with you guys before, a lot of you guys are going to know, especially some of you know me really well, you know what's coming next. I knew as early as 14 years old that I never wanted to have my own kids. And I just... I, it was, it was like a Mack truck. I knew the exact moment when it hit me, I was standing in the middle of the room of my aunt's house and I hit me. And I said to myself, I'm never, I never want to have children, but I, but society, that's what, especially back in the, uh, back in our, our days, you know, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, that's just kind of what we were expected to do. And not as much as earlier than us, you know, the, the boomer generation we're, we're early generation X, but it was still expected that you got married and you, and you had kids. And uh, so when I, when I got married right out of high school, um, I immediately got a birth control implant in my arm called the Norplant implant. I don't think it's around anymore. At least it's reformulated. This was back in, you know, 90, 95, I think. And, um, cause I, I wanted something that would ensure that I could never, never get pregnant. And I was very, very adamant about it. And I met and dated and was with some really wonderful men over my life that would have made great husbands and fathers but I, I just knew that I did not want kids. And so I had to go against so much opposition to stay true to what I knew. And I don't understand even to this day at 46 years old, why, why am I so different that, that from, from my, from you who had three children, why am I so different? I don't know. Why did I, but I just took that step forward and I, no matter what, I didn't give in. That is an amazing example. I was going to be like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. Christy, I want to read, um, you know, uh, The Greatest Showman, oh, the song, This Is Me. 
and I, I pulled up the show. lyrics. I just want to read um, uh, the chorus. I'm just, sing it. I mean, yo, I'm just yeah, Christy, Christy can sing it. She, she would do a good job. It's a hard song, oh. but um, she says, when the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send a flood, going to drown them out. I am brave. I am bruised. I am who I meant to be. This is me. And I'm marching a uh, lookout because here I come and I'm marching to the beat. I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. And I, I love that. Um, I love that when she says, this is me. And she just like, oh. I love it. And, you know, I think being authentic doesn't mean you have to be out there. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to be like Christy to be authentic. And I love Christy's authenticity it is probably one of my favorite things about you. I mean, I love so many things about you, but I love that about you, that you stay true to who you are. You're predictably authentic. Now that is, an, sounds like an oxymoron, Christy. <laughs> I really believe that you are predictably, if someone writes to me and says, how is Christy going to react? I know you so well, and I, I am wrong from time to time, but I'm always, always, I always know what your authentic, true, I have a feeling of what your authentic, true reaction is going to be because you don't try to hide who you are from other people. And I love that about you because you're so predictably you and so predictably authentic. You can't say that about a lot of people these days, but it doesn't have to be a Mohawk and a weight loss, uh, you know, a, a company like that. It doesn't have to be for you. It could just be something little. It could be just something. It, it doesn't have to be this big thing in your life. That's the, I just want to make sure everyone understands that. You know, when we first started filming for my documentary coming up in, in 23, 2023, um, I started, you know, the first day of filming, I was trying to angle myself to where the camera could see a good angle. Then I was like, oh, Christy. And I said to myself, you can't suck in your gut for six months. So just be you. And, you know, the other day I was riding, I was running every morning, uh, Hazel and I run and I came running through, um, coming back up to the Grove Hotel where I live at the top and our uh, hotel manager, Chris was standing outside and it was 5 a.m. And I, I, was, I ran up to him. I said, Chris, I said, what are you doing? He goes, um, oh, hey, Christy. He said, oh, I had to come in the early shift, you know, and I really like him. And uh, I said, well, you got to see me looking like this. And I just was a sweaty mess. My hair was bleh, you know, my breath. I had, you know, like film caked around my mouth, you know, runners, runners, you know, you just get so uh, out of breath. And he said, Christy, he said, I have sisters. And he said, and none of them are as authentic as you. And he says, my favorite thing about you. And I said, I thought, and he goes, he doesn't see that I look a mess. He sees that I did I have the confidence, even though I look a mess? And I think that's what draws people to me is just the confidence. I no, I hundred percent agree with you on that one. Uh, I was going to read a scripture since I read a, since I read a, this is me. I want to read. <laughs> um, so Romans 12, nine, um, mine, my Bible is the NIV, but I also have it in another, I'll read it in both versions. Well, Romans 12, nine towards the back of your Bible, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above yourselves. And I love another one that says, um, another version says, love, let love be without hypocrisy. So even God calls us to be without hypocrisy, to, to put ourselves out there without hypocrisy, with, to be sincere, our love to be sincere, cling to what is good. 
be devoted to one another in brotherly love. And I, I love, I love that even God is calling us to be authentic. You know, people can sniff a phony out. Now we have said that many times on this podcast. I know those words have come out of my mouth uh, many times. People can sniff a phony. And when I am just myself, I find that it does draw more people to me. And then I have the opportunity, Christy, because I work for you, because you have so graciously employed me for the last five years. I have the opportunity to share about Code Red because y'all listen, don't be coming out the gate with Code Red. Don't be coming out. Don't be walking with the people in the grocery store with the story of Code Red. It's just like the Jesus tracks. Don't walk around handing out Jesus tracks, okay? Unless God has called you to do that. Because, because it, it doesn't come off as authentic. It doesn't come off as sincere. Love must be sincere, Romans 12, 9. So if you come to people and they get to know you and they say, tell me about your health journey, I can say, well, funny thing, you know, I work for my sister. She's an amazing person. She came up with the program and she is helping people take their life back or, you know, tell me about your faith. Oh my gosh. I have loved Jesus since I was a little girl. Like that's my testimony. So if you come with people, if you come to people with authenticity, if you come to people, sometimes no makeup, sometimes, you know, half a bra strap showing socks unmatched. Like you said about Katie Couric, Christy, if you just come as yourself, people I think respects you more and they're more likely to hear the message you might bring. Does that mean you have to be a hot mess? No, I'm not saying that. Some of y'all are put together and you're never a hot mess and I'm jealous. I need you to come over and show me how that works. But uh, Christy's very put together, you know, but um, I think that they can sense that hypocrisy when you try to put on a front. Well, it, it endears you to their hearts when you are authentic, whether that is like just running up to Chris uh, coming from a run and um, it, and just being like, Hey, this is how I am in the moment. You know, I was just thinking about Jesus when you were um, talking about those scriptures. I think Jesus, I mean, if you read the Bible and the Bible stories of the, some of the things when he was on the earth for 33 years, he was one cool dude and he didn't apologize for, to no one for nothing. Like he would perform miracles on the Sabbath, which was uh, like, you're not supposed to do that. That was a rule. And it was uh, he would think about things and the way that he would um, phrase things like uh, you, who, uh, whoever among you is without sin, throw the first stone and like just different <laughs> things that he did. that was just so cool. He turned it back around on them. And I love, and I just don't think he was ever fake or phony or Photoshopped or anything. I think he wasn't, he wasn't filtered. He was just Jesus. What a cool dude. And I, I, I think that is just the Bible stories are just amazing when I, I read about him, but yeah, I think that when I think about an authentic dude, I think that was him. Absolutely. The original. The original, the original. Yeah, the OG hashtag no filter needed. Yeah. Um, I just remind, I was reminded of another verse. I was looking down, looking it up. Uh, second Corinthians eight, eight says, I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. So I think that it's really important to, um, prove the earnestness of others and the sincerity of our love. Like come, come to the game sincere guys. Come to the game sincere. Show up being sincere. Show up being you. And, and again, I would love for you guys to think about your life. Think about your life and what areas are you not 
living your true north. I hate to use that term, but it's such a great one. It's just so overused. It's not my true north. I don't mean it like that. Christy, I used to have young mothers over to my house. Um, and one time I was getting ready to clean my house, like scrub it, hop top to bottom. I was a, a little bit older mother at that time, but I was having a younger mother come over. And um, I was like, it's going to be perfect. Uh, the candles are lit. The children have bow ties on. I'm teasing. But you know what I mean? And I felt like I, I was impressed. I was impressed. However, we want to say that God, whatever. Um, I was impressed not to do it. Why was I impressed not to do it? Because it was going to alienate the other mothers, Christy, mm -hmm. and make them feel like in order to have somebody over, your house has to be perfect. Your hair has to be perfect. The kids have to be perfect. The snack has to be perfect. And I felt like in allowing those younger mothers that were probably struggling to see me and my authenticity, who I really was, that I was providing a safe space for them to come and to be just themselves and not have to be perfect because mm -hmm. life is not perfect. Christy life is sometimes you, you just want to ignore your husband. Sometimes you want to go upstairs and just get in the bed. Sometimes you're aggravated at your cats and dogs and there's dishes in your sink. That's real life. And if people can see that we are real, Christy, that you're real, that I'm real. Every time you cry, when something happens and your, your tears just show up and they're so real, they're so you, they're so authentic. And I just say that just shows people how real we are. It, it leaves space for other people to be real and not feel intimidated. Hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I think I got to walk that line when, as the company owner and as the leader of this revolution of being authentic without looking unstable. So if you just are completely like, cause if you look too much unstable, then people who buy your products, they're going to be like, Oh, am I, do I need to be worried here? Do I need to like do a charge back on my card and get my money back? Am I going to get my product? So you, it is a, a line that you have to walk. And Carrie, yeah. I just remember a story of a um, past mentor that we had years ago. One of our staff members observed without this mentor, they were both in the nail salon at the same time. And without this mentor, knowing that our, one of our staff members was in there, uh, she overheard the mentor verbally abuse the nail tech and throw a nail file at her. And it was so, and that's, that's the way authentic. I mean, that's because what the point, the, the, the part that we were seeing of this girl was perfect and nice and friendly. But then when she thought no one was looking and she verbally abused the nail tech and threw the nail file back at her and just verbally, it just tore her a new one. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with Carrie and I for years. We've never, she, she showed her true colors and that is not cool. So I don't ever want you. You just never know who's watching. It's best to be authentic wherever you are, whatever time of the day it is, whatever you feel like, just understand, Hey, look, don't put on an act because it's all going to come out in the wash. That's a great point. I remember that story very well, Christy, very mm -hmm. impactful in my life. I makes me think, you know, someone's always watching. Yes. However, I want you to try to figure out ways that you can start to be, you can start to live your own true story. What's your story? Your story has not been written. That chapter has not been closed. You still have a purpose and destiny. And so finding your own authenticity, even in small ways, or it could be a big way, it's time. If that means quitting a job you hate and go doing what you love, go do what you love. 
If that means you, uh, I'm going to make this up because this is a horrible example, but I've heard of this. Your husband says you have to have long hair. You've always wanted short hair. And one day you say, I mean, you guys can't believe that kind of stuff still happens, but it does. Miles didn't uh, like my, my hair. hair. Yeah. I'm cutting my hair. This is who I am. You know, I love my hair long, but you know what I mean? It's it, it, that this is my authentic self. So, you know, um, even if it's something little, I would encourage you to look at your heart, look at why you do things and the why behind what you're doing and ask yourself, am I being authentic? And could I live more authentically by just examining what I'm doing and why I'm doing it? Yeah, that's really good. And I have another, I have another example for you. I am single <laughs> at the time of this recording for almost a year now. And I, uh, if I ever get asked out on a date, it's going to have to be breakfast or lunch because I'm not going out late. I'm just not going to do it. And, or, or we, you can go for a walk with me with our dogs. You know, we can do that. Cause I need to get my steps in. And so I, I don't, I don't care. I'm not going to go out late. I'm not going to eat late at night. I'm not going to stay out late. I don't drink. I don't want to drink. I don't want to even go down that road. This is, I am, I'm in bed and asleep by eight. I'm up at four. And so this is just my life. And if somebody, I know you're I probably, you're like, well, no wonder you're still single Christy. Yeah. But I just don't, I, this is, this is me. This is my schedule. This is my life. And this is what is important to me. And I'm not willing to compromise that. And I just, I'm just not, I mean, if, if this guy wants to be with me bad enough, he can find a way and we can work it out, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to compromise what I, what I know to be true and right. And what's best for me as far as getting my sleep and, and, and my health, just because some, because society says you go out to date at starting at 8 PM and you get in at, at midnight. I mean, that's just not, that's not where it's at for me. I agree with that hundred percent. No, no one could ever accuse you of not being authentic, Christy. <laughs> I'm just the not world around you. No, yeah. I know, but I'm just saying, no one's going to be like, this is Christy is like, I know I, that I deserve your love. There's nothing I'm not worthy of. When the sharpest swords want to cut me down. Which yet, Christy's going to sing it. Then we're going to have to pay some kind of copyright. It's a great song. Oh, it's the best song. And you know, when she was singing, I wish I could keep Keela or Keely or something like that. I remember her name, but she's um, amazing. And she's a heavyset woman. And I like, I like that when she tells the story about that first audition, when she first sang that song in front of Hugh Grant, um, she Kayla was settle K-E-A-L-A-S-E-T-T-L-E. Sorry. I was looking it up while you were, I think it's Keela. Oh, I, maybe not. Keela? Anyway. Okay. She was, um, so embarrassed to get it up in front of Hugh Grant and the whole crowd to sing at the audition. And you can watch this on YouTube and that it, it that she actually started to cry. The whole room was just filled with emotion. She started crying. Hugh oh. Grant started to cry and it was just amazing. That was so, it was so great. She's the perfect person for that part. And it speaks just, it just all it's what her heart is the whole, all the words of the song. And so that song really meant a lot to her. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Oh, what did I call Hugh Grant? Oh, geez. Wrong, wrong. Hugh Thank Grant. You. Thank Ain't nobody you. heard of him in quite a while. Ain't nobody. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Didn't he do his, he did a movie with, uh, Notting with Hill Julia Roberts back in the day. Like ever since Notting Hill back in 95 or whatever. Oh, my oh, he took his that. money and ran. You knew that. That was good. <laughs> I'm so, I can't believe I even said Hugh Grant. Okay. Yes. Hugh Jackman. Okay. I was looking. Cause I was like, Grant, Grant, that doesn't feel right. 
Yeah. Fine. That was a real emotional moment for her. And, um, because she is, it was hard for her because she did not have the confidence to get up in front and sing as she forced herself to. And man, I love that story. I'm just like, yeah, she pushed through and she was true to her authentic self. And that is what we're talking about today. Any last words, sis? No, I just, I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk about this because I think this is something that is on the heart of a lot of people in, in the times we're living in. It's important that our message is clear. And if you're not living your authentic, your authenticity, and you're not living your authentic self, it's going to be hard for people to hear your message. So make sure that your message is clear by being true to who you are. Yeah. It's relatable without being a slob. You know, you want to be relatable without being unstable, but uh, we all, we all go through more. We're similar. We're more similar than we are different. And I think people need to see that. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. We love you guys. Have a good one. And we will see you on the next episode. Take care. Hey, I'm Christy Code Red. And thank you for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop free from ads, algorithms, and censorship and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.